Welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Venture Podcast. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you along your journey. Welcome, Venture. It is faith promise time. It's that special time of year where as a church, we specifically focus out. We take our eyes off ourselves and we look, how are we serving around the world? What are the regions we're making an impact? What are the ways that we can get involved and get in the game? And one of the things I love about this time of year is we get to hear from different partners who are serving around the world. This weekend, I want you to pay particular attention. We have a message from Saji John, and Saji serves in Northern India. And given the nature of the work, I'm not going to give a lot more detail than that. He'll tell you a lot of what they're doing, but here's why I want you to pay attention. You know, some people are worth paying attention to because of the power of their words. Some people, though, it's not just the power of their words, it's the power of their lives. And I'm telling you, Saji is making a difference in the ministry, in the lives rescued, in the entrepreneurial endeavors that they're doing, so many ways that he has stepped out by faith. And so I want you to take to heart his message, not just because of the words he's saying, but because of the example and the power of his life. Hello, everyone. What a year 2020 has been for all of us. I was hoping to be with you in person, but this tiny little virus has changed life for all of us. However, I'm glad that I can be with you all today through this amazing technology. I want to take this opportunity to express our gratitude for all your prayers and financial support over the many years to the John Foundation Ministries. Your prayers and financial support help us provide home and education for 232 orphan children and now in our 21 children homes. One such child is Mahalashmi, who lost her father to dengue fever in 2009. Her mother had no money to pay her school fees and thus she had to drop out of school. And every day Mahalakshmi had to accompany her mother who worked as a garbage picker. Through their neighbors, her mother and she came to know about John Foundation Ministries and her mother brought her to John Foundation one day. Although initially very lost, Mahalashmi soon began to make friends in John Foundation campus and, and soon began to excel in her studies in the school as well. Over the time, she also started to realize God's love for her and she often requests us to pray for her mother who is sick and for her own studies. And we are glad to say in January 2020, Mahalakshmi was awarded as the best student of the year in her school. And what a joy to see a girl who was a garbage picker transformed into the best student of the year in the school. And this is the power of your partnership. This is the power of your participation. I'm also glad to say in the last five years in a row that, uh, that our children have topped the school and the district in their high school final examination. Thank you for praying for them. Thank you for partnering with us in making this transformation in the lives of these orphan children. We are also glad to say that your partnership helps us to help support the education of 655 children of single moms. These are children who have lost their father in a road accident or due to sickness and the single mother not being able to pay the school fees, they drop out of the school. 
and as a result they have lost schooling for three months or in some cases even six months of schooling is been lost and we identify such children and take them back to the school and pay their school fees and allow them to continue their school and, and complete their high school education. And we want to thank you for making this difference in the lives of 655 children of single moms. And your, your prayers and financial support also helps us to provide two hours of tutorial for 700 plus kids who are in our 22 tutorial centers. These are children of parents who cannot read and write. Their parents work in a farm or work as a carpenter or an electrician, but they do not know how to read and write. And when they come back home, the children don't have any help in terms of education, in terms of uh, their questions being answered. And when they go back to the school next day, they have not completed their homework and people make fun of them and these children drop out of school. And our 22 tutorial centers take these children for two hours after their school and help them with any questions that they have, help them with their studies so that they don't drop out of school, but excel in their schools. And all together, including our children home and the children of single moms and the children in our 22 tutorial centers, we have nearly 1,600 children under our care in these three children programs. And we want to thank you for your partnership. We want to thank you for your prayers, which has made all of this possible. And we are so grateful to you for your partnership. I also want to say that your prayers and financial support helps us to provide employable skills to 1,250 school dropout girls every year. These are girls who are vulnerable to traffickers. And over the years, we have trained over 6,800 of these girls and all of them are doing very well. And nearly 89% of these girls are employed today. One such student was Lalita. She was just 18 years when she got married. Initially, her husband was very loving and kind to her. But over the few years, she realized that he became very abusive. She, he started to scold her, beat her and abuse her physically as well. And later she realized that her husband was in a relationship with another woman and she was very heartbroken and hurt. And she moved out of that house into her parents' house. For six months, she was sitting at her parents' house, very hurt and, and not being able to cope with, with, the, with the situation that she is in. She thought of killing herself and suicidal thoughts were going through her mind. That is when somebody introduced her to Asha Skills Training Institute and she was brought to our tailoring institute to the John Foundation campus. Her, her time in the John Foundation campus not only taught her its employable skills, but she started to draw closer to God. She became very close to God. She started loving the Bible. She started reading the Bible. And soon she started to ask our tutors and the fellow students if they would pray with her so that somehow her husband would return back to her. So our tutor started praying with her and one day she walked into our campus, walked into her classroom so glad and happy. And she told everyone that God had answered her prayer because the previous night her husband had returned back home and she, he had come asking forgiveness and said he's sorry and he wanted to be reunited with his, with his wife and wanted to build a family. My friends, 
in our campus, we are constantly amazed at what God can do when we come together as staff in our staff meeting and pray for these hurting people, pray for these people who are going through painful experience. And we have seen how God intervenes and delivers them and brings them hope and provides them hope and provides them an assurance that God is with them. And your prayers and financial support also helps us in rescuing anywhere between 170 to 180 young girls who are, who are trapped into sex trade, into temple prostitution. And at any given time, we have 78 to 80 of these girls in our campus. Supriya is one of that such girl. And her dad had passed away due to illness when she was still in the primary school, left with no other option. Her mother took, took up to prostitution work. As a child, she remembers many men coming into her home every evening. Later, her mother put her into, a, into an hostel and she completed her 12th grade studying in an hostel. When she returned back home after her 12th grade, her mother introduced her to a man saying he was her paternal uncle. Her mother often went out with him and came back late at night. One day when her mother was out of town, this uncle of hers told her, that she, he wanted to take her for a movie. So they went out for a movie. After the movie, both of them went back to a house, which he said the, this uncle of hers told her that he was his friend. But later in the night, she realized that man had come into her room and was trying to rape her. She screamed for help. But instead of coming and helping both her uncle and this friend of her uncle, came into the room and beat her so bad and she became unconscious. And later in the next morning, she realized that she was sexually abused and raped. And she realized that both the men had left the house and she was very disturbed and hurt, didn't know what to do. Somehow she came to know about John Foundation and she called our awareness campaign team who was able to go and rescue her and bring her to John Foundation campus. And she came to our campus and she did her computer and spoken English course. And today she's working as an office assistant in, an, in, an, in a very nice office. And she's also part of the local church. And we are so glad for the transformation this has brought into the life of this sweet little girl. And we are grateful for your partnership in making this possible. And I want to share the story of another girl. Maya is another such girl and who comes from a very poor family and struggled when her father was diagnosed with HIV AIDS. Huge medicals left the family broken and they were struggling financially. When her dad died a few years later, her mother was forced to work as a daily wage laborer. And when there was no income, when the income was not sufficient, she ventured into sex trade as well. All of this situation had a deep influence and deep impact on the life of Maya. And she was very vulnerable to the sex traffickers. During an awareness campaign by John Foundation Ministries, she came to know about the skills training program in our campus. Maya jumped at this opportunity and she called for our help. And our team was able to go and rescue her and bring her to our our. our campus and in October 2018 Maya was graduated and she got a job as a marketing executive. Maya was very diligent in her work. She worked very hard and gave her best 
and I am glad to say she recently she was awarded as the best sales executive of the year for 2019 and 2020. Now, now my friends, it is our mission, it is our goal to see that our students are truly self-sustainable. They not only come to our campus and obtain a skill, but we want them to have the dignity. We want them to stand on their own leg. We want them to be self-sustainable. And not only that, it is our prayer and we use every opportunity to share the love of Christ with them so that they can experience the love of God in their lives as well. The girls who are rescued from sex trafficking and temple prostitution are rehabilitated in our 21 employable skills that we provide. 15 of these skills are government certified so that when they finish their course, they get a government certificate so that they can get a job anywhere and, 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 and live a dignified life. And we want to thank you for helping us with these employable skills training programs. The above has helped, all of this has helped so many girls to be liberated from sex trade and not only liberated but to come to know Christ and then and, 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 and to go on to, some of them have gone on to Bible college. I'm so glad to say many of the girls whom you rescued from sex trafficking are studying in the Bible colleges today. Some of them have married local pastors and they help their husband in pastoral ministries and others have started pioneering church ministries and we are so grateful for what God has done in their lives. Your, your, I want to say this, this today that your prayers and financial support also helps us to train 48 to 50 young men and women in the church planting, church planters training program every year. These are young men and women who have come to know Christ from Hindu or Muslim background. And because of their faith in Christ, the, the home where they were staying, they are kicked out of their homes, kicked out by their own parents and they have no place to go. And we take such young men and, and women under our care and we give them a shelter. And while they are with us during that time, we train them as church planters. Not only train them as church planters, but we also train them in electrician, welding and plumbing courses so that when they go back to their own community, to go back to their own village, they are not only church planters, but these skills provide them an, an avenue to network with the local people and also to have the needed income to self-sustain themselves. And one such person is Sampat Kumar, who had a desire to plant a church in his own community. He, comes to, he came to know God through Hindu, from the Hindu background. And he went back to his community after his graduation in 2015. After his training, he went there and he worked. And I'm glad to say that he started doing evangelism. He started to see people come to know Christ. And today he has a church of around 90 people attending his church every Sunday morning. Raju is another student whom we had in 2018 who got graduated from our church planters training program in 2018 and he went back to his village and he had this tremendous desire to see his family, his relatives come to know Christ. But unfortunately, the villagers did not like him. They and the relatives together kicked him out of the village. But Raju did not lose hope that Raju did not give up and he moved to the next village. He started evangelism in the next village that is next to his own village. 
and for six months he did not see any results he went through hunger he went through financial struggles he was sick almost to the point of death but raju never gave up he knew the lord who had called him was faithful and one day he will bring it to pass the promise that god had given to raju that he will use him to build a church in his own village raju continued his evangelism after six months god brought one young man on his way who gave his heart to christ and together with that young man raju and his friends started to play cricket and volleyball with the local children the children loved the bible story that raju was sharing and this brought an opening into the homes of these children and their parents were interested to hear and soon they started to come to his place to hear more stories and i am glad to say today he has a church of about 30 members who are coming together every sunday worshiping christ in his small little hut there in that village where he began his church planting work and we want to we want to thank you for helping us with the support so that we can continue to train young men and women who have come to know christ from non christian background bring them in church planting send them out so that they can go out and plant churches in their own community in their own villages so that people can come to know the living god and i want to also say that your prayers and supports have helped us to help support 24 people who are affected with hiv aids we have two homes in which we take care of 24 children and young ladies who are affected with hiv aids bawani is one such lady who are, who is an hiv positive and she works as a daily wage laborer in her own village and during the recent lockdown there was no food there was no medicine available our team went to the village where they were distributing grocery packets to all the single moms and the people who were affected with hiv aids and when our team met with bawani bawani started to cry the reason why she was crying was she did not have any supply of arv tablets because there were no arv tablets available and she was looking at her two small children and she was crying and she was saying what will happen to my children if i die and our team took it as took it upon themselves took it as a challenge and for for two days they went around the city of hyderabad finally found the arv tablets for bawani and they went back to the village and they handed over the arv tablet bottles to bawani and bawani started to cry and this time this cry was not from pain but a, but out of a grateful heart and she was so happy she was able to get this tablets so that she knew that she can be okay and she can take care of to take care of her children now my friends in all of this program whether it is children young girls being school dropout girls young girls rescued from sex trafficking in all of this program our main objective our goal is to somehow to share the love of christ because we believe strongly that it is only jesus who can truly bring hope to the hopeless yes the education is important yes the skills training program helps them to have freedom and dignity and to stand on their own leg but we know we all know that true freedom true dignity and the true hope comes from the one who gave his very life for these precious people so we make every effort to make christ known to them 
through our sharing testimony, through the evangelistic Christian movies, by sharing the gospel. And we give all of these students Bible as a graduation gift. This has helped us to see an average of two, 267 people come to know Christ every year. And we see anywhere between 65 to 67 people taking water baptism every year. All of these are brand new believers who have come to know Christ from non-Christian background. These are first generation Christians in their community. Friends, we believe this is true empowerment. We believe this is true transformation where people not only are freed from slavery and poverty, but provided with spiritual freedom as well because that's where the joy is. That's where the hope is. And we believe by providing that, we provide them a wholesome freedom. We bring dignity in a, in a wholesome manner to their life to help support all of these ministries that God has given to us. We have started also income generation projects. We have two large garment factories that provide garments uh, all over the world. We stitch and send them to US, Europe and other parts of the world. And we also have a large Bible warehouse which distributes, distributes Bible all over India, Nepal and Sri Lanka and, and in, in whole of South Asia. And the income generated from these uh, businesses go towards the operational cost of all these ministries which God has given to us. We really need to be expanding our garment factory. I really want to say that God is really blessing with tremendous amount of orders in our garment factory. Please pray with us as we pray to God in seeing some more sewing missions, at least 10 more sewing missions added into our garment factory so that we not only can provide jobs to 10 more young girls, but also can help support the ministry and bring in lot more girls rescue lot more girls from sex trafficking and we will appreciate your prayers and partnership towards that as well friends lives are truly being transformed in the john foundation campus they are truly being empowered physically socially and spiritually because of your prayers and sacrificial giving but the mission is not at over we still have orphan children who needs a home we have girls who are still trafficked and who needs to be rescued from sex trade, who needs to be delivered. We have young men and women who needs to be still trained to reach out to their own community and to plant a church in their own community and in their own village. So we need to continue this good work together. We need to continue this work. Would you please continue your partnership with us? through your prayers and through your financial support so that we can continue to empower and transform lives. Friends, all of us know that we live in a very hurting world and God needs each one of us to be his hands and his feet showing forth his love and compassion to this hurting world. It's not just in India that people are hurting as all of us know, even right here in US, People are hurting. People are deeply hurting. They are being abused. They are looking for someone who can bring hope and comfort to their lives. God has gifted each one of us uniquely and he longs for us to use those gifts and to show forth his love and mercy to others. All that needs is a little help. 
All that needs is a little help for someone who is hurting to go to them and to show his love and his compassion to compassion to them. I want to ask you today, my friends, would you partner with God? Would you partner with God and extend the hands of Jesus to those that are hurting? Extend the, to his hands to people who are longing for someone who can come and be their friend. Can you please be that hand of Jesus to them? Can you please be that comfort of Jesus to those who are hurting? But it even hurts the heart of God more. Not just seeing the people who are hurting on the street. Just not just seeing the people who are hurting in the neighborhood. But it even hurts more the heart of God. When we the children who are called by his name. Look at these people who are hurting. And walk away as though nothing has happened. And we don't care. We feel that is not our ministry. That is not our problem. And we tend not to do anything about what is going on in our, in, in our society. And some Christians say they do not have peace about getting involved in this sort of work. It is too risky. It is too complicated. I will pray about it. And when I have peace, I will get involved. Friends, if you are waiting for peace and right time, it will never come. Take the example of Moses. When God called him to go and rescue the Israelites, did Moses have peace about it? Did he feel comfortable and excited about his assignment? No, but he simply had to obey and he took the risk and he got involved. Take the example of Noah. When God asked him to build the ark, did he have peace about it? Did he feel comfortable when all people made fun of him? No, but he believed God and did what God wanted him to do. If they all had waited till they had peace about what the Lord had asked them to asked them to do, they would have never accomplished. They would have never achieved what God wanted them to achieve. They simply had to be obedient to the call of God and partner with him to become God's agent of change and transformation. And that's my prayer for each one of us this morning. That may we participate and partner with God in becoming his agents of change and transformation in a hurting world such as ours. It's not about whether we feel comfortable about it or not. But it is about, about we being obedient to the call of God upon our lives. Friends, when God calls us to his work, he shall provide. I have had my own share of faith building experience. That is exactly what happened when God called me into ministry when I was studying to become a medical doctor. My dad was so upset. He did not want me to return back home for two years. He didn't talk to me for two years. He did not allow me to go back home. And I decided that I will not ask him for, for any financial help. And one day when I had to travel from my place in Papua, Philippines to Papua New Guinea, I was asking God, I need a suitcase. And I was crying out to God, God, I said to God, God, I won't tell anybody. But you know my heart, you know my need, you shall provide. And that Sunday when I went to preach in a small little church in Philippines, a family came up to us and said, can we take you out for lunch? After the lunch, they were dropping me back at the ship in which I was staying. And on the way, the man who was driving the car said, he wants to come and see me again. I told him, no, we are living in within one hour. You can't come back to the ship. But he insisted he wants to come. So when he dropped, he went back 
30 minutes later i saw him at the at the seaside with this big blue suitcase and he told me when he was driving the god had showed him a blue suitcase and told him that saji needs that suitcase and he went and bought this for me god has done many miraculous things like that in my in my life can is god faithful can god provide when he calls and i want to tell you that it was it was the same story when i and cynthia started the, the that that started john foundation ministries when we moved out from our well paying job to take care of the two girls who were left on the streets of hyderabad in june 2007 you know by the end of 2007 we had 16 children but by now we have over 1600 children and more than 1250 young girls who go through our training program every year we didn't have all the answers when we took those two children but did god provide for our needs yes he did did was god there with us in all of this yes he did god was there we didn't have all the answers we simply had to be obedient to the call of god in our lives and i want to tell you there were challenges it is not that we didn't have challenges yes there were challenges but in all of that god was alive in all of those situations god proved to be a faithful god god wants us to be part of his big plan big plan whether it is full time ministry part time ministry by vocational sharing to the neighbors and beyond the borders of this country he has no other plan except you and me in the plan of reaching the nations god is ready but we are are we ready are we willing are we obedient and faithful to the call of god upon our lives brothers and sisters if there are some of you who may be feeling that you are a misfit a failure a good for nothing and feel you have messed up your life remember to god you are not a misfit you to god you are not a failure but you are a partner in accomplishing the will of god upon this earth so would you please partner with god in this divine purpose if the gospel has to reach everyone then we all have to play our part and it is my prayer that all of us will be conscious of this calling and play our part we can't just be spectators but we need to be part of the game we are playing this game to win and this is one game in which we know that the victory belongs to us so friends let's get into the game let's play the game together with god and let's be part of this winning team and that's my prayer for all of us here in this church and for all christians around the world may god make us useful vessels in his vineyard may god bless each one of you amen what a great message and i want to echo what saji said it's time to get in the game i don't care if there's a pandemic i don't care about covid part of faith promises we step out by faith we look for ways that we can serve and ways we can get involved now this week in the mail you'll get a faith promise packet and in it it will be all the materials you need to make your pledge for this coming year this is the time that we make a pledge by faith of what we'll give over and above our regular giving so that we can support ministries like Saji's all around the world so when you get that packet please pray please put it back in the mail or go online but let's take a step of faith together and and let's look 
and how we can get in the game. Guys, COVID has maybe made us a little passive in ways, maybe made us pull back in ways, but COVID has also opened opportunities around the world and in the Bay Area. And I think if there was ever a time for the church to step forward, it's now. Join me. I'm praying. Lee and I are praying. We're going to send in our pledge card. Join me in making your pledge. Join me in taking a step. Join me as together we get in the game because we believe that our God is on the move. We hope today's message encouraged you in your journey of faith. To keep up with the latest messages and what's happening, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit venture.cc.